people of God, God wants you to spend time with Him in prayer. Uh, tough times may be ahead. It may be directed in your, towards your home. I, I, I just feel the Spirit of God saying, some of you really need to have time with God in prayer. You need to pray. You need to pray. Jesus said, watch and pray. Pray. If you are living a prayer life, a prayerless life right now as a Christian, watch. You need to spend time praying. You need to pray. The Lord is saying to you this morning, He needs you to spend time with Him. You need to pray. God is saying there are things He wants to share with you. He cannot do it until you are spending that quiet time alone with Him. Amen. God wants you to pray. Also, if you're having a pain in your lower back, God is healing you this morning. Glory. Check yourself. God you, wants you to be healed. Receive your healing. Amen, uh, before amen. you leave, don't go without receiving your healing. If you're having a problem with your wrist, wrist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. wrist. Yeah. Check it out. I believe God is healing your wrist. 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 <laughs> it's English language. I believe... <laughs> I believe God is healing you. Yes, Receive yeah. your healing. Glory. Receive your healing. Yes, Lord. Yes. If you're having trouble with your bowels, God is healing you. God wants to take that glory, pain glory, away glory, glory. and heal you completely. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let's just close our eyes as we pray. Um, I believe uh, during the week, the Lord was giving me this word for me to say to you and I want to say it by faith uh, trusting in the Lord but I felt most of my time this week praying that God is saying for those who have been faithful paying your time supporting the work of God if there's any struggle in your life financially today is the end of it God is going to begin to turn that thing around for you. And if you're looking for a great increase in your life, because you have been supporting God's work, the door is open. Believe and trust God. Amen? Amen. It's good to have Bill here this morning. Where is Bill? Bill Johnson. He is 65 years old. <laughs> and, and, uh, Amen. If you don't know, Bill is uh, Theresa's uh, dad, uh, Michelle, and uh, my friend Jay, who is here with us this morning. <laughs> and uh, Bill said he can endure me singing <laughs> to him this morning, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> and Mark is gone. Jeez. <laughs> hey, you're closing your ears. I make joyful sounds. <laughs> Okay, joyful noise. Okay. Would you join me? Happy birthday to you. And I love this man. I really love Bill. Um, years back, you know, uh, Bill would stand up on uh, Wednesday night here when things were difficult with, with his family financially. And uh, his home was being, uh, I think they were working on foreclosing on the home, right? And uh, Bill would stand up every Wednesday night for testimony time. And he would testify that God is good. And that God has blessed him just by faith. And uh, God blessed Bill with a wonderful job. I believe the best job of his entire life. Paid more than he's ever made. And uh, Bill was concerned about me, how I was going to take it. Because he was going to have to leave town. I said, don't worry about it, brother. Go. (laughs) It's God's blessing on your life. I rejoice in that because God's word has been fulfilled. When you stand up in faith and proclaim and do what is right, God will show up. 
and God showed up big time and God is kept bill with that job through thick and thin and uh, he's still there with the same job and when he retires he'll retire on that job when God does it he does it good <laughs> he'll retire with that job and come back to us and will not let him live and he's staying with us <laughs> amen he'll stay you probably saw this in uh, your the message but this is a different title but the message title uh, living in the supernatural but today I want to focus on the power of visions and dreams vision and dreams vision and dreams Lord, Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence here today in the house of God. Your word tells us you'll be here with us. And we are co-laborers with you. You are the senior partner and you're here with us tonight to minister to us and to share your heart with us. I pray, Lord, that you open the eyes of our understanding, that you will give us wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your will for our lives. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We were talking uh, in two other services, in the two other previous services, about what God has for us, the power that God has placed inside of our lives as believers. Sometimes we don't realize how much power God has placed inside of us because you now have his DNA, you are part of his family. You are a part of this wonderful family, the family of God. And there is no other power on earth that can be compared to this power and that power of the family of God is available to us and Jesus told us these signs follow them that believe we talked about that in my name they shall cast out devils and that's so important when you cast out a devil the, the, the early believers were so excited about being able to do that and Jesus said, don't rejoice in that. But that was their excitement. We were able to cast out devils in your name. They were aware that there are demonic forces, forces that you can see that influence people's lives from day to day. And these forces are still here today, but Jesus has given us power over those forces. We don't have to be afraid of them, but when we notice that they are doing something that we don't like or things are happening in your life that you don't understand but they are negative and they are affecting your life negatively then recognize that there must, there must be a demonic force behind it and speak to it if you have been born again if you speak to it they'll listen to you and all of a sudden things will change and you have a miracle this thing is, is so real. You can cast out a demon from somebody who is deaf and they can hear. The doctors will tell you, well, the eardrum is not, you know, well fashioned, it's not well developed. That's why you have the Jesus says, no, it's a devil. So we have those powers, the, that power with us. We can lay hands on the sick, the sick will recover. But that's not all about, about, you know, uh, what we can do, but what we can accomplish in His name. The reasons why we have all these powers and all these signs following us as believers is because you have a purpose for which God has called you. And you need to discover the purpose for which God called you so that you can channel all these powers and all your energies towards fulfilling the reason you were born. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul said that we, God will make us know the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. Because there is a power that is operating right now in your life. And the power that God is giving to you, he is there for you to accomplish what God has called you to do in life. That is your purpose in life, your vision for living. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18 tells us, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, it's not saying that if there is no vision, you'll die or you'll expire. No, what he's saying is, where there is no vision, the people will lose their dignity. 
They will be stripped of their dignity. They will be stripped of their honor. Your life will be worthless. You're just running to and fro. You have nothing that you really want to accomplish in life. When things are going on well and it's hard over here, you run, it's hard over here. And when things are cold, cold there and they're hard the other way, you turn the other way because you have no, no real mission in life. Martin Luther said this. A man without a purpose for living is not fit to live. You have to find the purpose for which God created you. God created, especially when you, when you get born again. If God brought you into his kingdom, he has a purpose for you in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, no man comes to me except my heavenly father draws him. So why did God draw you to himself? For what purpose did he call you to himself? Do you know why you were created? Do you know why God called you and gave birth to you in his kingdom? What is your purpose in life? To live life without a vision is to die in frustration. You have to know your purpose. You have to know why God called you. You have to have a sense of mission in your living. That way, no matter what's happening around you, you know why you're here. And you're doing your best to fulfill it. And God behind you, walking with you. If you don't know your purpose in living, you just live in life. It's like a man going to the bus station. He wants to travel. He gets there and says, I need a ticket to travel. And the attendant says, where are you going? He says, I don't know. I just need a ticket to travel. You have to know where you're going. Jesus knew where he was going. He knew his purpose. The purpose why he was born. He said to Pilate, to this end was I born. Not to this end. To this end, one end was I born. For this purpose, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. Why did God bring you into this world? Do you know it? In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, God was speaking to Jeremiah. He said to Jeremiah, Before I, God, formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you became substance, something that people can talk, feel, before that I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you, Jeremiah. And I'm saying to you, before God formed you in your mother's womb, He knew you. You are not just another person in the world. Sometimes when we look at it, see the millions of people in the world, say, well, I wonder if God really can. No, he knew you before you were formed in the womb. He formed you in the womb. But you existed before he formed you in the womb. He knew you. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. The word sanctified means to set apart for a purpose. It means in Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. And before you were born, I already set you apart for a purpose. I had a purpose for you. And I ordained you, meaning I empowered you. I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Well, what we like to do is to think, well, that was Jeremiah. He was a prophet. No. He formed you the same fingers, the same hand that formed Jeremiah in the womb, formed you in the womb. For a purpose for Jeremiah, you also have a purpose. And he formed you. And he empowered you for a purpose. But today, most people, Christians are just going to church, living the life. Most people are just living. They don't know why they're here. They follow everything that's happening. You know, I know when I get up to this age, I need to get married. So I'm going to find somebody to get married. I get married. Yeah, I know I need to get a job. I need to go to school. Why were you born? So you follow through with the purpose. You know, last week, uh, Sunday, I shared what vision we do for you, the purpose. Uh, he reduced waste. 
You don't waste your time. You understand what I'm saying? He reduced, I mean, he will take away frustration because you know your purpose. You work against everything that comes against you, against your purpose. You fight back because you know God gave me this and I'm going to make it because God is on my side. That's my calling. That's my purpose. That's why God created me. I cannot fail. I'm going after it. So you know your purpose. He takes distractions away. He gives you focus. Because you know why you're called. Others are called to do other things. It don't matter to you. All you know is this is what God called me to do. I'm going to do my best in it. And I tell you, anything that God calls you to do, if you do it with all your mind, you will be known by it. Doesn't matter what it is. You'll be known by it. There are people that have made stuff. They're gone, but they're known. They, their names are attached. You remember the guy that said uh, develop different ways to use peanuts? Okay, different ways to use peanuts? Yeah, he's known by that. Uh, people don't know it, but they know there was a guy that did that. It was his purpose. He didn't know how. He just had all of that gift. And he said he found ways to do whatever. And people are enjoying it, but he's remembered for that. God created him for that purpose. And what God used him to do, he's going on from generation to generation. He found his calling. You also have a calling. God separated. You know, Paul said this in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. It says, but when it pleased God... Who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace? When he pleased him, who separated him from that God who separated Paul from his mother's womb and called him by his grace to reveal his son Jesus in him that he might preach him among the Gentiles? He said, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Sometimes you don't need to ask people what they think. You understand what I'm saying? When you know this is from God, I don't need to ask anybody. I know. And you roll for it, with it. But you need to know. God also separated you. He knew you and he called you and separated you to a purpose. You'll find that purpose and you will be fulfilled in life. That purpose will not fail. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. This, this particular scripture is sometimes a problematic uh, scripture for, for, for believers and for unbelievers as well. <laughs> but it's there in the scripture. Okay? It says this. God said to Jeremiah, we said in Jeremiah 1 verse, verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. But now, this is Romans, New Testament. God is saying, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Who was he talking about? You, he foreknew. If you are born again, before you got born again, he knew you. He knew you. It's the same thing. So, verse 30 says, Moreover whom he predestined, these he also called. Jesus said, No man can come to me except my heavenly Father draws him. So God was the one that called you to himself. If you find yourself receiving Christ, Jesus said, Without me you can do nothing. If you find yourself, your heart soft towards God, if you find yourself drawn to, towards God, it was God that's calling you, not your own power. God called you to himself and he said whom he called this he also justified when he called you to himself he made you as if you didn't sin he justified you he took away your sins that's you you got born again and whom he justified he also glorified okay you have been called to glory amen God called you to glorify you. How would he do it? By you finding your purpose. The body of Christ, that's the body. 
the, bo- the whole body is not the eye, right? You have your place in the body. That's what the Bible tells us. You have a role to play in the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom of God. That's life. For you as a Christian, that's life. Find your place in the body. The body of Christ, find your purpose for which God called you into the body of Christ and begin to fulfill that role. That's what you need to do. If you don't, you will waste your time. You won't be focused. You won't be fulfilled. There was a man that I read of. God called him to be a missionary a long time ago. And there was trouble in this country. That was God's purpose for his life. God said, I want you to move and I want you to go to this country. That was the time people moved and traveled, you know, to do missionary work. That was the way God was working then. And, and, and people told him, it's too dangerous for you to go. You, you have to use common sense. He conferred with men. He knew that was his purpose. But he decided, I can't go. And he got busy. He was very smart. He got very educated. He made a lot of money. And he spent his money. He never went to that place. He visited, did some work just to keep his conscience, to make his conscience feel good. He did all kinds of things. And then he was now old. He was about to die. And he was telling the Lord in in prayer, God, I have done all of this. And God said, you didn't do what I asked you to do. All he was doing, doing, he did a lot. He he put money here, he went here, he did this missionary work here, he got so saved, uh, but he, he didn't feel fulfilled. Well, he was just trying to cover up, you know, for the thing that God had really called him to do that he had missed. Amen. You won't be fulfilled in life until you find your calling and fulfill it. Everyone doesn't have to be behind the pulpit. But whatever God has called you to do, find that. And put all your energies behind it. As the Bible says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. And God will glorify you through that obedience. He'll glorify you. You don't have to be behind this. I was sharing in the morning service about the man. Some of you know what the man called Bill Wilson. You know Bill Wilson? He's a guy he's been shot several times, so they, they tried to kill him in, in, uh, in uh, New York. But he's not the type you would call a preacher. He didn't look like one, didn't act like one. But he saw the need, and we're coming to that, and he went and obeyed God, fulfilling this need, working with children in New York. Today, he's known all over the world. The last time Angela and I were in OIU, he was one of the speakers. He didn't even hear from God. He said, I saw the need, and I went in. And that was his purpose for living, because he knew, I can do this, and I can do that, and he got those things done. You just need to find out what God has called you to do, and do it with all of your heart. Many Christians are doing things that God didn't call them to do. They're making money, but they're not happy. They go to work and they're doing all of these things, but they hate the job. It's just a way to get money. But that's not what God called you to do. Find out exactly what God has called you to do and focus on it, and you'll be fulfilled. Whether you have money or not, you just be happy. You know, God, this is what God called me to do. That's what I'm doing. And you have joy. But when God's called you to do something, you never lack because you are in obedience. Amen? So how do you find your purpose? How do you obtain vision? How do you take delivery of vision? How do I know what God has created me for? Sometimes people feel, well, why should I know now? My life is almost over. We're coming to that, amen? (laughs) Because God can still work through you. If you wonder, I don't know why. I've lived all these years. I don't even know why I'm here. I, I'm not sure if I've done what God called me to do. There is hope. God can reveal that to you today. Amen? So how do you find vision, your purpose for living? First thing to do, I'll give you three. First thing to do is ask God. Ask God. 
about it. And he tell you, God is eager to let you know why he created you in the first place. Why won't he? He wants you to fulfill his thing. But most Christians don't ask. They just keep going and keep doing everything that they see everybody else doing. And they believe, well, if I do this and people say, well, this is fine, you're doing well, then I must be in God's will. No, find out from God what he truly created you to do. And ask him, you tell him. You know, Apostle Paul, on the day of his conversion, he asked God this question. He was going to Damascus to persecute the Christians in Damascus, and Jesus showed up. He fell to the ground, and Jesus started talking to him. He answered, Who are you, Lord? Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you. You can't do this. Now he understood. His next question was, Lord, what do you want me to do? That was his next question. He wasn't repenting. He wasn't saying, oh God, I'm sorry. I've done all these things. I've been persecuting. Please forgive me. No. He knew he had been called. Jesus had appeared to him. He just said, Lord, what do you want me to do? From the first day, no wonder he was so great. He knew he was to do something. God was calling him for a purpose. God separated him. Even though he had done evil in the past, it was God that separated him from his mother's womb and called him for a purpose. And he wanted to know that purpose from the very first day. God, what do you want me to do, Jesus? Tell me right now. And Jesus said, go into the city and I'll let you know. Somebody's going to, it will be told you, you know, what you should do. Someone is going to let you know. Whether God or some other person, I don't know. But notice, Jesus didn't tell him immediately, amen? He said, go into the city. Get yourself together. I'll let you know what you're going to be doing for me. And so Paul knew his purpose for living. He had his vision given to him. He knew why he was born. And he pursued that vision. He was unshakable. He followed through it. All kinds of troubles. He knew why. Until you know what God called you to, you easily give up on whatever. Anything you're doing, when the problems come, you just give up. But if you know that that's exactly what God has called you to, there's no giving in. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 and 2, Habakkuk looking for something from God, a correction. I need God. God, you need to speak to me. I need to know. He says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. I want God to speak to me. I will stay, I will set myself, I wait on the Lord. He's going to speak to me. You know, if you wait on God, he'll speak to you. Immediately he'll speak to you. I'm going to give you, I know that because of what God has done for me in my own life. Years ago, first, uh, two, year 2000, I went into ministry and I was traveling like crazy all over the United States and back to Nigeria. I would stay for like a month and a half and then I'd come back to the United States, travel again, come back to church, stay in church a little bit, raise some money and go back. And sometimes I'm away from my family for about a month and a half. And then when I come in, I stay for about a few, few days or so, and I'm back in Georgia traveling. That was new to me, and I say, I, I, there was no direction, I was just obeying God. And I was asking God in my head, how is this going to come together? I really don't understand what's going on. And I was in Nigeria setting up a meeting again, and I woke up in the morning, that question in my head, probably before I went to sleep, I'm wondering, God, I need some sense of direction so I know what I'm doing. I'm seeing a lot of results, but I need to put this, pull these things together. You understand what I'm saying? If you want me to go back to Nigeria, I'm ready to go. Angela and I talked about that, and we discussed it, but we were not sure. But this morning, I, I, I woke up very early, maybe about 5 o'clock, and I, I was kneeling down to pray. I had probably never said a word, and the, the Lord immediately spoke to me. He said, from now on, most of your work will be in Texas. So I knew. 
I'm glad to be a Texan. Amen. <laughs> I had everything written down. See, Rodin, and I showed it to Angela when I got back. I didn't know because he didn't tell me specifically it was the Ark Fellowship, but I knew. At that stage, I knew there was a sense of purpose. So now I know this is where God wants me to be. I want to be buried here. This is my home. It's Texas. Amen. This is my home. I know where God, and the question is, God, why did you allow me to go through this, go back to be born in Nigeria, receive a funny accent, amen? <laughs> and then bring me back to the United States where you really wanted me to stay. This, this, is, this is not the way uh, good thinking people say, but it's the Lord, okay? He knows what he's doing. Amen? He knows what he's doing. We don't question him. But we buy into what he's called us to do, and then he works it out. You step out, and you walk with the vision he's given to you, but you need to ask him. Even if you're not praying, in your mind you're asking questions. God, what is going on? I don't, you separated me from my mother's womb. What have you called me to? Is it to preach? If it's not to preach, what else can I do? Do you have a talent? Is there something that I can do in the house of God to contribute to what God is doing? at the art fellowship all around the world. Is it business? Is it self-manship? Whatever it is, I just want to know so that that will be my vision. You know, the Bible says God is going to call us kings and priests. There are going to be priests and there will be kings as well. Maybe you are not called to be a priest, but you are called to be a businessman, a king. You can go out and make money and bring back into the kingdom, have a lot of authority out there, and bring it back into the kingdom, bring people from out there, and bring them into your, your, the kingdom of God by your business. Because it's, that's your calling. You know your calling, you're running after your calling, you want to be the best, because you are the light of the world, and you are the salt of the earth, they see what you're doing in business, they want to fo follow your God. That's your calling. That's your preaching, that's your message. Amen? Man, that's the way it should be. You ask God, what is it? When we talk like this, most people are thinking, well, he maybe I need to hear whether God wants me to preach. He may not want you to preach. He may want you to be the, the uh, chief uh, usher. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you know, God will call you to vision, and when you fulfill that vision, he has his mind. He says, okay, now I, I, it's the same vision, but this is some other assignment I have for you. Amen? Then you're no longer ushering. And you've forgotten how to usher. Amen? You go into something else. But you need to know exactly why you were made. So your life will have purpose. And you can have fulfillment. You don't, you put away all the waste and you focus your energies to accomplish it, all of these things with the power that God has given to you spiritually to accomplish things. You can pray and things happen in your business. Bills are paid. All of this great power behind you to accomplish what God has called you to do. So he said, he said, I, I, I will stand my watch and set myself. This is Habakkuk. I will, Watch, set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Maybe you're doing something that God didn't call you to do. Well, God is correcting you. Follow after God now. But look at what he said. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain. He's giving him vision. He waited and he got vision from God. What he should do. And God said, don't only hear it. I want you to write it down. Write it down. Make it plain on tablets. That he may run who reads it. So you got the vision and you tell your friends, this is what I'm going to do. Some people have something that God has given to them in the dream, you know, to, to manufacture a machine. And then you tell people as you're describing it, the guys who know it say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We can do it a little bit this way and it'll be better. And your vision will be perfected with people that run with your vision. Write it down. Amen. Amen. So God will give you vision. Now, perhaps God, didn't, you've cried out to God and God hasn't spoken to you. And you're wondering, well, I don't know how to hear from God. How would I ever know my mission for life, my purpose for life? Now, if, if that's you, there's a second thing that you can do. All you need to do is answer a series of questions. 
and be truthful to yourself. Questions like, what are you good at? What are you good at? What do you do effortlessly? You understand what I'm saying? If for people it's difficult, but to you, it's no big deal. I can do it. <laughs> Don't ask me to fix things in the home. <laughs> That's not my gift. When I'm through with it, you want to throw that stuff away. <laughs> That's what it is. It's over for that stuff. When my car goes bad, all I do is I'll open, take the hood up, okay, and look into the engine like, and close it right back. <laughs> I think my job is through. I know nothing about that stuff. Somebody has to help me, you know what I mean? That's not my job. But for some other person, they just listen to the sound of the engine, and they'll tell you, ah, I know what's wrong with it. That's their gift, and you understand what I'm saying? God wired them that way. If they tried to be preachers, all they'd be doing is hearing engine noise while they're preaching. I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you do that gives you the greatest amount of pleasure? You're doing it, and you enjoy doing it. For some people, it's working with kids. You know what I mean? They just want to, they act like kids, they work with kids, they are very good with kids. And, and, and but they, 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 in their mind, this is my, I want to do this because I need money. I tell you, you can start working with kids, you understand what I'm saying? Doing stuff and great ideas because that's your calling. Before you know, you have a book out. You understand what I'm saying? You have a book out on how to work with kids. And then they are calling you all around the country and you find yourself on television. Now you're famous. And uh, pastor has to call you and say, well, when are you going to be in church? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just working with kids. It's your calling. Nothing to say. Remember, you are just you. You are not everybody. God made you for a purpose. You find what that is, and you can do it. In the first service, there are some people here that can really sell. They can sell you anything. They just talk to you, and you're ready to buy. Now, if I talk to you about selling something, as soon as I'm well, I'm not going to confess that. I take it back. <laughs> but these guys can sell. They can sell anything. And some people are just great managers. They haven't been in school. They could go to school and you know perfect this stuff. But that's their gift. They know how to manage, manage stuff. They, some people know there are people. Uh, persons, they can work with people. They know how to work with people. They can delegate. You do this, and they can organize. Why don't you organize things? You understand what I'm saying? Find out what you're good at. What gives you joy? And when you do it, it's so effortless. Like, then that's your gift. And if you do it with all of your heart, as to the Lord, God will bless it. And you may start. Have you seen these basketball players? Sometimes they don't want to meddle with the paperwork and all of that stuff. They get frustrated when you start talking about the paperwork and how who, who's... They say, I just want to play basketball. You hear them say that? That's the joy. They don't care about all the money stuff. Some of these guys have heard, they say, well, it's really good to see that they are paying, paying me so much money to do what I really enjoy. You hear them say that? They enjoy it. When, when they are sick, they hate it as they're watching others play because that's who they are. God created them for that. You find that thing that you're good at and begin to pursue after it. And that's your purpose for living. That's why God called you. That's why he created you. And everything you do has some ramification, some influence on the kingdom of God. Some of the basketball players, you know, the very big, well-known ones, they are believers. Guess what? God uses them to bring a lot of kids into the kingdom. Amen. It could be music. Whatever it is, God could, can use it. And a lot of people keep coming into the kingdom. And then you're making a living being a musician or playing basketball. But God is using you mightily in the kingdom. Your words mean something to these young people when they listen to you. We all don't have to be a preacher standing behind the pulpit. Just find what God created you to do. 
Amen. Amen. The next thing is, the third thing is your will. You know, you can just decide, this is what I'm going to do. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and it's God's will. It comes into your heart, you feel like this is what I want to do, and uh, you pursue it. I can tell with my kids, uh, two Jews always maintain, I'm going to be a preacher. He used to say, I will be a doctor and a preacher. Because he figures preachers don't make so much money, so... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to combine both of them okay he makes money and he preaches the word but possibly he'll be uh, one day I think Angela and I were schooling him and letting him know you see Joel Osteen <laughs> it's a preacher with money okay you don't have to be a doctor and a preacher but again you act of your will finding the need noticing the need and desiring to fulfill that need that's what Bill Wilson did. One time, somebody was interviewed, I believe it was uh, Jimmy Swaggart, was interviewing Bill Wilson. He's this huge ministry. I, we met him the other time in Tulsa, and they had just, somebody shot him, but he didn't die. He, was still, he could talk. No, you can't see any of the effect of the shooting. And I think they shot him in, in the head or something. But he was there talking, unless he tells you. And God has used him mightily. And uh, Jimmy Swaggart was asking him in the 80s when Jimmy Swaggart was so big, interviewing him, and said, Bill, he, he's a very soft-spoken person, not the preacher type, yelling and all of that stuff. He talks real. Yes, yes, sir, that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, Jimmy Swaggart said, did God call you? You know, in Assemblies of God, we like to say, God called me to this work. So respect me, okay? <laughs> I am scored by God in heaven. So now I'm a preacher. And so that's the way we go. We need to know that God called you. And so they asked him, they were right, but did God call you to, into this ministry? He says, no, sir. I just saw the need and I went. <laughs> by an act of his will. He's doing much more than the preachers who are boasting, God called me. He's done much. God walked through him. He saw the need. And out of his will, he decided, I'm going to do this. And God has blessed him. What do we need to fulfill our mission, our vision, when you found it? What you need. If you already have the gifts, the gift will make a way for you. The Bible says that, right? Your gift will make a way for you, right? So supply the gift. You know your purpose. You know your vision. Apply the gift. And the gift will open the doors and the ways for you. That's them. The gifts will do it for you. Bill Wilson has a, had a gift. Before he, was, he went into that means he knew that gift was there. He knew to organize. So he saw the need. I know I can do something about this. And he followed through. But sometimes you need to realize that God can, and we're speaking to a lot of people here this morning, God can call you to, into something that you believe that you don't have the gifts or the talents to fulfill. God can call you. You need to listen. You know, God called uh, uh, Moses to go back to Egypt to deliver the, people, the children of Israel from Egypt. And Moses was smart. Moses knew that in this job, that God, this purpose, this job, I have to talk a lot. I have to be an orator. And he told God, I can talk. I cannot do it. God, let me educate you. You are calling the wrong man. I am the wrong man for this job. See, I can talk. I can talk. Call the right person. I have a brother there. His name is Aaron. He can really talk. Maybe you need him. You're calling the wrong... This is, this is the wrong guy. And God said, who made the mouth? And he became the great Moses. The great deliverer. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. This is Paul now. 
Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. When God calls you to do something that you believe you don't have the talent to do, the abilities to accomplish, God will give you grace to do it. Now, you know, I heard from Jim this morning. Well, Moses was in Egypt. I thought he wanted his brother to do the talking. Who was really doing the talking? Moses was. God gave him the grace. Paul said, I am who or what I am only by the grace of God. God gave him that grace. But by the grace of God, I am who I am. And by his grace towards me was not, his grace towards me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly, the word says, than they are. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. So when God calls you to do something you don't have ability, like Moses didn't have, he gives you the grace to do it. God may call you to be a preacher and you say, you got, you got the wrong man, I can talk, I'm shy. I get nervous when I stand in the front of people. And I stumble with my words. But I tell you what, if you obey God when you stand before people, God will use you. God will change all of it. A friend of mine told me I was really scared when, I, when, I, when we were going to have a crusade with you being the, the speaker. Because I know you're just a teacher. You, you're taught and you're real lucky. And, and I was saying, oh God help us. How are we going to do this crusade? It was pleasantly so. I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm sure if I had thought about that, I'd be really nervous. But I figured, well, I'll just do it. This is what God called us to do. Let's go do it. I have to learn to shout and, and kick and do this like preachers, you know. <laughs> so that you get the people excited on the crusade. So I followed that, you know, doing all of that stuff. <laughs> it worked. And my friend says, I didn't know you could do all of that. Well, I acted. I have to do something, you know. <laughs> I have to do something. But God walked through it. Amen. God walked through it. God will give you grace. And I was not just pretending God was working. And I was glad. Let him do the work. Amen. He will use you. He will give you the grace to accomplish whatever he's called you to. And you'll be the best. He says, we have such an amazing God, I wish we would truly believe in him and do what he's called us to do. And don't, don't hold back on what he's called you to do. I heard this story about this guy who drew an incredible engine that God gave to him in his dream. Because he had been obeying God. An incredible engine. And took it to the engineers that were manufacturing engines. And they, they, they were looking at it and they were yelling and saying, Boy, this is an incredible engine. Where did you get this idea? He looked at them in a dream. And he laughed a little bit <laughs> in a dream. And they're looking at him. You got all of this in a dream? You're crazy. This is incredible. When God called you to do, when he's called you to do something, he will give you the grace to accomplish it. He gave you everything you need. You just obey him. That man was called to be a king. Some others are called to be priests, to preach the gospel, stay behind, but the king's support was going on. And some people can do both. They are kings and priests at the same time. They can't let go of one and go to the other. They have to do both at the same time. That's the way God has called them. Amen? Amen. So find out what God is called in there. Question is, uh, some people say, well, I wish I heard this when I was a little younger. So I can pray to God and let him give me my dream, my vision, my purpose. Do you know how old Moses was when God called him to preach? you know how old? The great deliverer Moses, 80 years old. Moses was 80 years old when God called him to go and deliver the people of Israel. You can read that in Exodus 7 verse 7. He was 80 years old. Can you imagine an 80 years old man coming? I'm not sure if he had all his teeth then or something. <laughs> I believe he did because he lived to 120 and the Bible says his eyes were still good. 
If his eyes were still good, I'm sure he had all his teeth. <laughs> but he was the great deliverer. At 80, God gave him the, his purpose, the reason why he was born in the first place. At 80 years old. He, he, it's never too late. God can accomplish with your life in one year what you've struggled all your life to accomplish if you will yield to him. You can ask God today, till now, I don't know why you created me, why you separated me from my mother's womb. Is there something that you want me to do? If you talk to him, if he speaks to you and gives you a purpose, run with it, talk to people, write it out, you will be amazed what he will do in one year. I think Larry Hutton had a story of this woman who, you know, all her life was really poor. And, uh, but had a heart to support the gospel. She wasn't really paying her tithe very well because she thought she, was, she had retired. And then she heard the word of God and said, you know, I'm a believer. I will obey even though it's hard. And in a few years' time, she was a multimillionaire because God gave her one vision. An inspired idea. Her whole life was changed. She was already a retired woman. And when the preacher came back to town, he said, I'm going to give some ungodly amount to your ministry. And the man said, huh, really? He said, you don't believe me? He, she said, you are standing before a multi-millionaire. I stay in my home and money comes to visit. Amen. And stay with me. After she retired. You can believe God. Now what we need to do is add dreams to your vision. Add dreams to your vision. To know your purpose is not enough. You need to have a dream. Example, a man can be called to be an evangelist. You understand what I'm saying? He's called to be an evangelist. And he wants to work in Cyprus area. And all he thinks about is winning Cyprus. Okay? And that's his calling. Okay? His dream is to win Cyprus. His calling is to minister the gospel of God in Cyprus. Right? And his dream is to reach the whole of Cyprus. So he focuses all of his energies to winning just Cyprus. Right? But there could be another preacher in Cyprus. He wants to win Cyprus, but he doesn't want to stay in Cyprus alone. His dream is to win the whole of Houston. That's a big difference between those two. They all have the same vision. You understand what I'm saying? But one has this limited dream. The other one wants to reach the whole of Houston. The other one wants to reach the whole of Texas. The other guy is thinking about the world. It's your dream that will limit the extent of your vision. How far you want to go? Your dream. Dream is what gives motion to your vision. Many Christians have found their purpose, but they are not doing anything about the purpose. They don't really believe. And so they live a wasted life. They easily get discouraged and they quit. That's why I said, if you cannot fly, run. If you cannot run with the vision... Walk. And if you cannot walk, crawl. Do something about what God is giving to you. You give your five loaves of bread to the Lord, and guess what? He'll take them from you, He will break them, multiply them, and give them back to you. But do something with the vision. Have dreams. If the vision or the dream for the vision that God is giving to you is too small, you don't need God. Let your dream be much bigger than yourself. You know the Bible says we are children of Abraham. Abraham was saved just as we are saved. The Bible says Abraham believed God and God counted it unto Abraham for righteousness. So we also are born by faith and God counts our faith for us as righteousness. God called Abraham with a dream. He said, I want you to be, to come after me. I will make you the father of many nations. That was the vision. When Abraham left his family to go with God, his mind was, God is going to bless me and I am going to be the father of 
many nations. He, that was his vision. That's why he left in the first place. But then God laced that vision with dreams. I mean, I'm not talking about dreams that you dream, you know, uh, when you go to sleep. He was awake when God started formulating dreams in his mind to make him, to add that energy and that force, that motion to the vision that God has given to him. So in Genesis chapter 13 verse 14, this is what God did to Abraham. 13 through 16, he says, And the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lord has separated from him, many times when God is going to do something with you, you have to be alone by yourself and no one there with you. He said, after the Lord has separated from him, God spoke to him. He says, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. You look from where you are right now. Whatever you can see with the eyes of your mind, the eyes of your spirit, is what God is going to give to you. He says, look from the place where you are, not somewhere else, where you are right now in your life, and with your vision that I've given to you, Look from that place, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. It says, for all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. So what God did was he made him to look into the sky. And he wanted him to see as far as he could see to the east. If you can see it, you can have it. In another place, God told him, look at the stars. Look at the stars. He says, can you number them? Abraham was counting one, two, three, four. He said, well, I forgot. Oh, I need to count that one. Okay, six, seven, eight, nine. I can't count them. There's just too many. God says, you're right. That's them. That's, you're looking at the faces of your kids now. That's what God said to him. And from that day on, Abraham, everywhere he walked, when he looked up, oh, those are my kids. He's talking about the stars. That was his dream. That's how God fulfilled this vision for him. It says Abraham believed God, and that's what happened to him. We need to add dreams to our vision. Your purpose in life, your mission in life. Have dreams. Something much bigger than yourself. For a man who could not even father his son, for God to give him a vision like that and help him through faith, and that dream was fulfilled, God can do the same thing with your life. What is your fight? God has called us to a race. Your race is your purpose for life. Your race is your purpose. Your fight is the vision that God has given to you because there's going to be resistance. Something is going to try to stop you from getting to your, to your to fulfillment of your, your dream. The vision that God has given to you. And you have to fight. Paul was called. Paul knew his vision. He had his dreams. And this is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 as we close. Therefore I run thus. Not with uncertainty. I know my calling. I know my purpose. Those I fight, not as one who beats the air. I'm not wasting time. I'm going to accomplish my purpose. So, what is your fight? What race has God called you to run? That's what you need to focus. Today, what I want us to do is talk to the Lord and determine what God has called you. If you don't have a true purpose for living, ask the Lord, check yourself, and let God walk with you. Would you stand up with me this morning? In Exodus, I read on Wednesday, God said, you have gone around this mountain too long. 
You've been going in circles around this one mountain. I want you to go northward, he said. Move. We need to determine where God is calling us and focus on it. Whatever that is that God has called you to do, we need to do just that. How many, if God will speak to you, you're willing to respond. You are willing to ask him, you're willing to respond. Let me see your hands up. You want to ask the Lord, you want to know God's purpose for your life. You're really, this is not a sermon for you. This is life for you. This is going to be a new day for your life. No matter what God says, you are willing to go. And I'm telling you, if you are that person, and if you really mean it from your heart, you are blessed. You are truly blessed. And God will speak to you, whether in a dream, in whatever form, He is going to speak to you. You'll find your purpose. The resources will be behind it. I know that for sure. God has not failed the Ark Fellowship. He's always given us. We've always had to do whatever we want to do. The money was there for us to do it. We don't have to worry. We just have to do what God's beating. Amen. Let's raise our hands up to the Lord this morning. Especially for those of you that are saying, God, I don't understand. I don't really have something that I'm living for. I need a mission for my life. I want, I want to have something that I'm willing to die for. Yes. Something I'm willing to die for. Because of the name of Christ, I'm willing. Father, I thank you for your people today. Give them dreams and visions in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said in the last days, you will pour your spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. The young men will see vision. The old men will dream dreams. These are supernatural things that you're doing. But we want you, Lord, to walk with our spirit and give us true vision. And give us dreams to accomplish things bigger than ourselves. That your name might be magnified and glorified. Thank you, Father, for your love. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Now, I'm going to say this before you leave. If you have any need, you need somebody to pray with you. We